Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And tonight we have a very special guest with us because we are talking werewolf by night. So we brought in our Marvel expert (laughs) so we can point out where Mephisto is in Werewolf (laughs) by Night. Ty from Multiplay Podcast. Welcome to the show, my friend. And we're going to play this. Just throwing it out there. Sorry, go for it, Val. No, that's all you. Sorry. I was just going to say, hey, we're talking about some glowing red magic, so you know it's going to get brought up sometime. Of course it is. Well, we're talking about Marvel with Ty, so we know it's going to come up sometime. And this is, if you are joining us on Multiplane Podcast, this is this is a, what do we call that? A, a simulcast? Duo cast? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you here, Ty. Um, and I think it'll be good to talk about Werewolf by Night. Hopefully you've all seen it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, before we jump right into it, how's everybody doing? Val's been traveling the world, killing dreams. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> she's back. <laughs> dreams and- <laughs> <right>. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's a hard, it's a hard job. <laughs> if you're going to buy tickets to a convention and you cannot buy them from the convention, just be careful where you yeah. buy your tickets um yeah. no i'm home last night i went to guar which yeah, reshaped yeah. my outlook on life um <laughs> you know that's, I, that's a good lead up into this episode i feel like it is um yeah. i have a whole room full of nerds above me playing D. Nice. my dog is laying with me on the couch i feel like it's a this is a good episode like for me better. to be snuggled in bed Um, because I did watch this snuggled in bed a week ago in New York city. And I thought that was kind of, um, cool, but I left when I left for New York, I was losing my voice. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I left and I still like, I cannot, I I feel like once you get a cold after you've had COVID, you know, like it, Mm -hmm. do do you feel like it lingers? I feel like I've had COVID before. This is not COVID. But I've had COVID before, so now if I get a cold, that cold lasts forever. Oh, I don't want to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Forever. Forever. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're back home and safe and taking it easy by going to death metal concerts. Like, that's good. I really shouldn't have gone, but I feel like my husband bought these tickets over two months ago. Mm Mm-hmm. I put it in my calendar as wear a white shirt and get weird because that's what he told me. He didn't tell me what we were doing initially. He just said, you you need to wear a white shirt and we're going to get weird. And then he finally told me it was guar. And I didn't, I mean, I knew, but you don't ever know. I was going to say, I've never experienced, but it's something I feel like everybody should. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but I probably shouldn't have gone because I just was really tired, but I felt like I owed it to him to like stick it out. You know, if yeah. I would have had a fever, if I would have had COVID yeah. Yeah. then I wouldn't have gone, but it was just, I was just really tired and I have like this just little 
head cold. I also think I'm just allergic to Utah. So <laughs> That could be because when I get when I come, I didn't have like the runny nose, uh-huh. but when I got into town, my nose immediately started running, and I <laughs> have this cough back that I didn't really have before. So I think I'm just allergic to Utah. We have I a know. special brand of smog here, <laughs> and well, all the allergies, true. and it's high altitude because I keep going to places that are low altitude, and then I come home and I'm just like. <gasps> You know, yeah, I shouldn't no, have done that. Oh yeah, my you have to, yeah, don't do that. That's not going to be good for you tonight. Uh, but I yeah, you better take those deep breaths to get all the air in. Ooh. Yeah, there. So I, I I don't know a whole lot about Guar. Believe it or not, I've never gone you to shouldn't. a Guar concert. But <laughs> but I'm guessing this whole where you end up covered in red is a thing that happens at Guar concerts. Is that? Yeah, it's fake blood. Yeah, they kill well, yeah. people in front, but not real people. Obviously, they, they're They'd aliens. Arrested, I would hope they're, they're aliens in prosthetics. Yeah, and their costumes are really cool. Yeah, like really cool. And the band that opened up for them, and forgive me, I don't remember what it was called. They had um a uh, like a looked like a Lord of the Rings creature that was oh, one of the ring race. No. Oh, it's like green with the long. Yeah, kind of like that. It was okay. kind of cool. Like they all had something kind of nerdy, and they're all D and D nerdy, like yeah. people. Um, but definitely rated R R R plus. <laughs> so sorry, I'm gonna be like, hey, Jake, next uh, next nuts. time they come around, you and me, buddy. <laughs> you guys have fun with that, and no, and we should we should dress exactly like we're dressed right now, Tracy. You yes. and your button down shirt, gonna, me and my button down shirt. Well. Yep. Yeah. And make sure we wear some Dockers. <laughs> and we'll be fine. But I left to the bathroom. I had a little bit of stuff splattered on me. I left to the bathroom and I got back and I couldn't find Dave. There's just all these people everywhere. Right. And he worked his way up to the front and he comes out and he's just stretched. And I'm like, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I haven't done anything that exciting. I'll be nope. honest. While you were gone in New York, Val, we, I, I didn't do anything that crazy. I mean, you're wearing that shirt. That's pretty exciting. It's a pretty. Sweet I get shirt. a lot of compliments on this shirt. Everybody says, "Hey, I had those sheets when I was a kid," and then we exactly. have a bought them. Moment. I did yeah. have those when I was a kid. So, not to say that your shirt is made out of you know bed sheets. No, but I will say this. They're not a sponsor of our show at all. If they would like to be, I would be totally down with it. But Roosevelt's, they make really great shirts. Like the, I wore three different shirts to Fanex each of the days. They're very lightweight and comfortable, but they're high. Like they're still sturdy. Like you don't feel like they're mm-hmm. going to tear or anything like that, but they're just super comfortable, um, really prints. breathable. And they've got really great cool prints. Design. Yeah. So. Uh, Roosevelt's is doing it right. I think they're, they're, I mean, they're not cheap, but they're not overly expensive either. I think so. Yeah. But if they wanted to sponsor us and send us some shirts, like hey. I'm down. down with that. I'm down with that. So Ty, you're probably not here to talk about shirts. So we'll get into werewolf by night. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, I'm, hey, I'm here for it, man. I complimented land, you every day at Fan X about those shirts. Okay. But listen, I felt, and I appreciate that. But 
anytime I was standing next to you, I, I felt like just, I don't know. The, 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 I, it, it, there was no comparison. What you were wearing, that Mario costume Waste, was Wasteland just, Mario. Yeah, Wasteland Mario. It was, it was just amazing. Mario. And I've seen it pop like up. It Other people have. Into the competition. How does the competition there even work? So you have to do pre, you go pre, or well, you so here's the thing. I thought because, what? okay, maybe just because I'm a panelist, maybe they'll say, hey, because you're doing that, we couldn't let you enter. And that's what I had convinced myself the entire convention because we didn't get notes back until Monday. Oh my gosh. Uh, but then I get my notes back on Monday and they're just like, no, you just didn't make it through, man. And I'm like, what? So what how do you know fix for next time? <laughs> so, I don't know. Because I saw I, costumes that made it through and not to like put anybody's down. Um, but yours was better. So Oh, trust me. When you see what I've got coming for next year. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I can't wait. Uh, that's <laughs> Ty's costume is worth the price of, of admission for Fan X, in my opinion. You got to check it out. And I've seen it pop up. That's really funny to me that you didn't make the cut. I don't know what the judging criteria is. I don't. I don't know. But it's interesting because you've shown up on multiple people's uh, feeds mm-hmm. where they took pictures of you and they've shared it in Fan X, uh, the groups and everything like that. Just because I think everybody that saw it in person were. They were blown away. I mean, it was pretty. Oh yeah, awesome. no, I got a lot of love for it. So that's that alone. I was like, okay, you know what? A lot of people liked it and appreciated it. That made it fine for me. So, do you cool. think maybe they just didn't like gingers? Like maybe they were against. <laughs> Whoa! I, I do. Know... I'm not saying I am. I'm trying to be a ginger every time I go get my hair done, and they uh, can't ever get it right. I could be a ginger. You don't know. I yeah. mean, we well, do know your beard kind of tells us that you might not. <laughs> My beard does have. So, no actually, if you look up, you know, Werewolf by Night on the Marvel Encyclopedia, he is a ginger werewolf. So, what? Oh, all right, yeah, all yeah. right. But um, you wouldn't know in the movie because it's black, it's and, black white. and white. Oh, but we'll Which, get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to transition us. I, I was, I was right that. there, but apparently, we're not getting into it yet. <laughs> so there, I was. So it was right there. And I thought the black and white was was pretty impressive, and I felt like it really set the mood. What did you guys think? I mean, it, it's kind of cool when they go and do this black and white. What were your thoughts on the feeling and the mood and all of that set by the visualness of this movie? Man, I'm struggling tonight. Visualness. It, that's it the word. was really cool. Um, and I'm gonna drop this, and this may hopefully might be my last time I do this. When I was in D23. <laughs> if you're and if you're looking for us to stop you from dropping when you were in D23 and sharing your experience, you're I in the wrong group. I, we're not I'm going not, to. It was just so they showed it in the middle of everything. So in the Marvel um, Lucasfilms panel, they just picture like all the stuff they say here and all the stuff they say here. Right in the middle, they show us werewolf by night right mm-hmm. so it's like all this vivid like star wars marvel blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. and then here comes that you they bring down the lights and up and i haven't seen any like i'd heard the name yeah. werewolf by night i didn't look up anything you know i've really been trying to be great about not knowing much before i go in and here it comes and it's all you know just this bright white gray black you know 
and off the bat, I was just like, this is like an old monster movie. This is so cool because it's like the original monster movies. And I, you know, the whole audience just kind of, um, it brought us to a different place and then they brought out the whole cast and it was so neat to see this, this very diverse cast of people, but also they showed us some footage that was not in the movie, like these different, um, screen like these different shots because in old monster movies like in the trailers if you remember old monster movie trailers and posters they would always like hold on somebody's like ah and that's how they had like some of these scenes that they were showing us like kind of those old trailers to kind of get us set in this time and it was just so cool to see that juxtaposition of everything else they had just shown us so I thought it was pretty neat. And then to see it, um, I didn't know if they were going to be able to pull it off, but they did. Yeah. Well, yeah. well it was last completely year... strategic. <coughs> What's what that? do you mean, Ty? So if you guys didn't notice, this was a very graphic movie. Right. Like you had a lot of stuff like blood. Not rated R graphic, though. Well, here's the thing. It was rated R graphic. But yeah, the reason like, that it got a TV 14. Not sexual graphic is what I meant. Not sexual graphic. No. Yeah, sorry. It was very violent. Yeah. Very gruesome and violent with blood gore. But the reason that it was able to swing by with the TV 14 rating was because they shot it in black and white. Right. Um, last, last year, yeah. Jake, during this time, you and I, we reviewed the uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes, I remember so, that. One of my favorites. Yeah, so it's, you know, I, I love those old monster movies, the old Frankenstein, Dracula, Nosferatu. Um, yeah. I love the fact that they put in, because they shot it digitally. Um, I wish, really, really wish they would have shot it on film stock, like black and white film stock, because a nerd like me can tell the difference. Um, and I'm like, oh, I just, I wish they just a little more. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact they went in and put in like cigarette burns into yeah. the corner of the film and they have like sprocket showing up and stuff like that. And I'm like, that, that was really cool. I, I think one of the things that stood out to me too, along those lines, uh, is the, is the sounds. I felt yeah. like a lot of the sound effects were very reminiscent to these old monster movies, you know, when, when the stepmom is walking down the hall and you hear her heels clicking, like it's very distinct and, mm-hmm. and just everything, the visuals, the sound just brings you back into that setting. And, and if you haven't ever sat down and watched one of these old monster movies, like Dracula, like creature from the black lagoon, like they don't sell you on the scariness with the details of the monster or the gore or anything like that. It is the tension and the mood they set. And I feel like, because they went with the black and white and the same kind of sounds and everything else, they really did a good job of setting that tension early uh, in this film and setting that tone. I mean, I, and I really, I think some of the stuff would have not worked. Like when they open the casket and Ulysses is, and he's like, his puppet, <laughs> like, like, I think if that was in color, high def, whatever, that would have just not looked good at all. I mean, it and didn't it look it anyway, but I think movie. it was supposed, it was supposed to be, really weird yeah yeah it, you know. exactly but i think it would have just looked cheesy weird not just weird 100%, weird 100 percent agree 
I just uh, like it because it's also this isn't the first time you've seen Marvel pulling this out of the bag. You look back at our first episode of WandaVision where we have a Hitchcock style black and white. Uh-huh. It's something that I believe we're going to see more of because I don't know where your guys' knowledge of, like I said, I've said this on multiplane a lot where Marvel has a super rich history of horror comics and taking mm-hmm. stuff like, I guarantee you, we will see Dracula. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping by next Halloween, we even get a special of Adam, the Frankenstein's monster. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a mummy character. We have pretty much everyone from the classic you know, Universal's monster well, line. Well, if you're watching She-Hulk, we kind of already did get a Dracula <laughs> and a porcupine. And a porcupine. So I've got a I've got a question for you, Ty. Speaking of the the deep history, rich history that Marvel has with these horror uh, comics, like there are a lot of monster hunters in the comics, right? Ulysses Bloodstone is a very prominent monster hunter. Elsa Bloodstone oh, as well. Um, but we see a group of characters. That outside of Ted, Jack, Elsa, and Ulysses, none of these other characters exist in the comics. And in a lot of ways, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Should we have had more of the characters that should that like that we would know from the comics, or is it better that we didn't because they kind of end up just being cannon fodder? It's better that we I feel that we didn't get some of the, those characters, and I feel like where we're going, this is definitely heading for Midnight Suns. And I'm going to mm-hmm. bring that up a lot. Yeah. And this director, I'm really hoping they give him more projects. But I like, especially Kirk Thatcher's character. Yes. Like, and holy the, cow, I loved him know, so much. Kirk Thatcher and was the Scottish guy. Yeah, and it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. If any of you guys have had the pleasure of talking with Kirk, like, He's a really sweet, genuine dude. And then it's funny to see him just come in and be like, it's going to be mine. And he's smashing her head and trying to kill Elsa. So yeah, I love his character. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He is, he's hilarious. I, I what? only because I know James Owen who connected me to him, but, um, but yeah, it's so funny to see him do that. And, and speaking of the director, Michael G, I can never say his name. Uh, anyway, if you can't, we can't. So I, it's a it's a tie. I should know it, but Gia Chioni or something. Anyway, uh, this was his first feature. Um, they shot this thing in twelve days, mm-hmm. which is insane. That that is incredible amount of production because there's a lot of shots in this. It's not like there were a lot of long takes. You know, they had a lot of action scenes. They had a lot of creature effects. And to get that all done in 12 days is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really I, liked um, the way the maze looked. Like once they got into mm-hmm. like where this had to take place, it was so cool visually because I was like, okay, where is like, how is this going to work out? You know? And then I just thought it was so cool. Very labyrinthy you know um it kind of reminded me of um xanadu from citizen kane just where, where you have david bowie like, labyrinth have we yeah, ended up in. yeah but it was very cool and and just like how they they hid all of the weapons reminded me of like 
a game that you, you know, would a video game that you would have played uh-huh. when you were younger. Um, because I don't play video games now because I'm old and lame. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know. It was just like very relatable and very fun to watch what they had come up with. Um, and yeah, Ty, you said like it is super violent, but you kind of forget that violence because it's in this black and white world. It's so weird that when we see something that's black and white, we kind of take that back. But if you go to, you know, like if, you know, a lot of Hitchcock movies would have been in color, Mm -hmm. like it would have been a whole different kind of thing happening. Um, But I just really, I really liked the characters. It just all like the same with me, like Tracy, if I'm to be real nitpicky, I wish they would have shot it on black and white film. Yeah. But there are very well, few people that are going to be that picky about exactly. it because exactly. a lot of it worked so, so well. Yeah. And I That's... loved all of the different versatile characters um, and the cast that was in this was really, really fun. I already told uh, you this is the best project that Marvel's made. Well, you told me in a game. private it, message, it, so you might yeah. want to tell the world I now. I love it. It felt so different. <laughs> No, to me, this is the best thing that has been made by Marvel since Endgame. To me, I'd put it up there. I don't know if I'd go that high, but I'd be. I'd put it up there for specific reasons, though, because like I know I talk a lot about you know all the different Marvel stuff that we have coming up, but the direction that we're heading in now is aiming towards my like very personal favorite. Right line of heroes and stories and different things because Marvel has you know wide wide range to cater to a lot of different people. But the last time that I had something that was like this was the Blade Trinity pre Disney. Mm. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, so, yeah, I, and I think you're right, Ty. I think you know you mentioned Midnight Suns, and I think it's clear. Um, not just from a storyline standpoint that that's where they're going, but I think also marketing wise, you know, it's not a coincidence that the Midnight Suns video game is coming out, you know, in a couple of months and, and things like that. They're, they're very strategic about start planning this out there, start putting this in the public consciousness so that when the movie comes out, everybody's going to be like, Oh yeah, we know what that is. You know, more than just people who have done deep dives into the comics and and things like that. For those of us that are ignorant, can you quickly give us a rundown on the Midnight Suns? Midnight Suns is like your dark supernatural Avengers, basically, okay. which we've already Sponsor. had. Doctor That's Strange, Daredevil, yeah. um, Moon Knight. We have Blade coming. We have um, a character who popped up, Ted, mm-hmm. aka Man Thing, Werewolf by Night. Basically, anyone who has more of a supernatural power that's darker okay. is on the Midnight Suns. And like I said, I want this director. I want him to do the Blade movie and hopefully the main Avenger build up to these characters. Well, they just they just lost the Blade director, so there's an yeah. opening. I was just going to look Did that up. They I look I heard in the couch like cushion <laughs> for the director. That's where I always find stuff. But it's interesting enough that the creature that they're hunting here too, man thing. It's interesting because yeah, he's a monster and he has his own, you know, 
different types of stories, but we're coming into the multiverse. So well, not coming. We are in the multiverse saga. Right. And man thing plays a big role in that. Oh, interesting. He's uh, the title guardian of the Nexus realm or sorry, I had it written down. It's the guardian of the Nexus of all realities. And on multiplane, we've talked about Nexus a little bit. So like right. Wanda, Dr. Strange, Loki, Sylvia are all what you call nexus beings where they have the ability to shift timelines and specific, you know, things that happen outside of what is supposed to happen. Man thing, he guards the main, I guess, gateway or crossroads is what we're going to call it that connects all of those realities. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so we're definitely seeing more of him. I, I like Ted, so I'm down with that. Yeah. Was he called Ted in the comics? Or was he always just Man-Thing, Ty? Is Ted, like, did they Man just Ted, add Ted's in? Nickname. So Ted, his real name's Theodore Salas. He's a former scientist for S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. And the reason he is the way that he is is because he had taken a modified version of the Super Soldier Serum. Okay. But then he had gotten to a car this accident this? in this mystic swamp. So that's why he's all green, kind of very nature-y looking. Okay. Well, um, well, that and they were trying to create a character to compete with Swamp Thing. That's the other reason he's all green and nature-y looking. No, no he but came here's first. the thing. He came first. Two months. Yep. <laughs> but I am a Swamp Thing fan as well. So that's a they both have different enough stories. Yeah. That yeah, it's like okay, DC and marvel we're gonna try to compete here but they both are really different characters with their own yeah. different stories that they're they diversify yeah real quick I, ty go ahead i already know the answer to this <laughs> but werewolf by night hocus pocus 2 werewolf by night <laughs> let's not get into hocus that pocus <laughs> ty let's hates hocus pocus 2 so, so did Jake. <laughs> Oh, I, did, I haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, I thought you'd watch it. Not on, Don't bother. I, there's so much stuff I've got to stream and watch right now that Hocus Pocus 2 was, was so far. Here's where I stand on Hocus Pocus. And I don't want to make anybody upset because I know a lot of people <laughs> love it. Hocus Pocus. Do it. Do but it. <laughs> I am of the opinion that if you were someone that grew up and you watch Hocus Pocus every year. It's become a nostalgia thing for you. And that's why you love it as much as you do. I am not one of those people. So now when I try to watch it, it just doesn't do it for me. That's all I'm going to say. I won't go. Here's one for me. Oh. <laughs> Here's one for all the things that Hocus Pocus 2 could have been. Oh. Now we're pouring one out for Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so uh, Ty, night. <laughs> Ty, I've got a question for you. All right, so the bloodstone. It's a MacGuffin. Am I okay? Sorry, I thought I froze there for a second. So no, we're all just intently listening to you. <laughs> it, I think it's obviously going to play a role in future Marvel projects. Um, the red that's coming off of that is that chaos magic. So that's the thing is that we could tie it in to being a different form of chaos magic because in the origins of it, it's another stone from another reality. Okay. And it made its way through 
And during the Big Bang, it just happened to come into Earth 616 around like 820 BC. And it's just been here since then. And then the group of monster hunters found it and it became this extra power that they could obtain. So uh-huh. it, yes and no, it's just up in the air. I assume we it will be tied really, in to be that, chaos it magic. Like it was like the same red color as we see, saw with Wanda and... Um, yeah. It, it was a very specific shade of red. So that's and, what made me wonder. And by drawing attention to it too, throughout the yeah. movie, it makes you, and it makes you wonder too, if it's, if, if Ted is tied in somewhere with it too, because his red eyes also glow that same shade of red and everything. Uh, at certain I points, have a so. question though, is like, so do you have to just like, whoever wins the stone, do you have to wear the stone to keep its powers or the oh. stone just belongs to you to to be able to yield its powers. It's kind of a, at least the way that we're seeing it, I feel like it's a title by trial thing to where if you, you know, obtain or get it, then you win. So mm-hmm. anybody like, can take it from anybody at any point, as long as you're not a monster and then yes. you have its powers. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a dark saber thing. Okay. Yeah. You win it now by trial, what? and then you're the you're the holder of it. Tracy, I feel like you tonight. I'm moving my computer all around. I got my <laughs> dog in here. Um. Now, when you say it can't be touched by a monster, is that a literal monster or like you monster kind of a monster, like someone who's literal. just not a very? I think good it's person. a literal. I think it would literal be a monster. literal monster. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, because those uh, those those monster hunters didn't seem like the nicest of people. No, they didn't. <laughs> Elsa though, Elsa does not mess around, man. No, no. When she that crossbow, the arm, and she just chops it off. I'm like, holy cow! Now, has Elsa always been a character in the comics? Yes. Yep. She's, okay, so I it wasn't have... like, hey, we need to have another Elsa in the Disney family and this one's gonna be a killer she, she grabbed the guy's arm with the crossbow and said let it yeah. go and then chopped off oh i see what you did there i just loved i loved how she then picked it up and killed him with his own hand yes <laughs> the thing the crossbow off the arm just uses the arm and hand it's uh, i loved it i thought i'm yeah. like no she's not she yes, did she <laughs> uh yeah so so the the characters that exists in the comics that we saw if i if if i'm remembering correctly ulysses bloodstone big mm-hmm. name monster hunter in the comics oh yeah elsa bloodstone is his daughter in the comics okay. and has been part of the midnight suns in the past mm-hmm. okay. jack werewolf by night is in the comics and then ted man thing is also in the comics the rest of the characters including stepmom were made for this uh mcu movie Okay. Now the taller creature that's like very white. Azarel is her name. Azarel. He or she? She? They? Uh, in an article I read said she, so I don't know. Okay, so Azarel looks very much like one of the characters. I no, I just didn't know. Like right. one of the characters um, from the MCU that comes to kill um when they're I'm trying to think of what her name is, but I remember that really, really tall character 
and she comes to kill um Scarlet Witch and um Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, so the the one of the guys from Thanos. Yeah, but what's her like, name? She's oh. the really she reminded yeah. me of her the entire time I'm watching yeah. this movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. she's from Endgame. She's like the cousin of the lady that like about that, but yeah. That's... But she had very similar structure in the face. Um of I, I don't know what the race of creature is. Now that you say that, like I can totally see what you're saying, Val. Like I didn't think I that when I was not watching stop it. thinking about it when I was see, watching. And I was just it. getting David Bowie vibes. I've got a lot of David Bowie vibes. Yes, I think it was because of the coloring, but but the face, the facial structure was very yeah, much like that. that. Yeah. Um. Really quick, can I just say that I have seen a lot of werewolf movies? This had one of the coolest transformation scenes in a long time by having yeah. that shadow and like the stop motion and that reveal of the werewolf was really, really cool. Shadows are important. I don't think I've seen a transformation like this one since we had the uh, Wolfman reboot. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. I would agree with that. The transformation was really cool. I was not a huge fan of the actual werewolf. The actual werewolf gave a little bit less to be desired. Uh Uh-oh. Like I wanted to call him Bruce the werewolf. (laughs) You wanted to call him what? Bruce the werewolf. (laughs) Like Jaws, Bruce. It, which I, now we already have this guy running around Marvel campus at DCA too, which is pretty cool. The werewolf is already werewolf by yeah, night's already yep. running around only at night. I'm only excited on a full to see. Just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm jealous about Val. <laughs> I'm not jealous. Weeks, I'm totally happy. Weeks. I'm totally happy for you. I'm happy yeah. for anyone who gets to go to Boobash. <laughs> Boobash. Sorry, my, but, my son's digging around for microphones back here. I don't. It he, was. Uh, I think he's going to join in here in a minute. We'll I'm It was interesting that we got man thing in this though, mm-hmm. because I was really hoping for a Moon Knight cameo, mm-hmm. because this is actually where we first see Moon Knight is in the first issue of Werewolf by Night. That's right. Where these group of monster hunters have you know panned out and they're they've hired Mark Spector to come in and take care of a problem for them. And that's where we first see Moon Knight. He's a mercenary who's coming. It would have been good to see like a little, just like cameo of him. And he's like, nah, guys, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Oscar, we don't even need you to come to set. We can just film you anywhere. And it would have been cool if Moon Knight was in it because he and the bloodstone would have been the two things in full color. Uh. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that he didn't nice. show up though, because I loved how disconnected this felt. I mean, even though this felt like a Marvel project, I know it's going to lead to other stuff in the Marvel universe. This just felt like its own little thing. And it was so different from what we've been getting lately that I thought was great. I, I really feel, and I, I know that this might upset some people because everybody really likes the interconnectivity of the of the MCU and I do too. And I don't think that's going to go away, but I do feel like we are going to get more distinct storylines and even minor crossovers. Like I think we're creating horror universe. We're creating a cosmic universe. We're creating 
you know, and, and we'll see more crossovers there. Like I liked seeing guardians of the galaxy and, and Thor love and thunder. Um, and I thought it was cool to have them cross over there. And so you get this kind of mini crossover without it being a major event, like an Avengers yeah. movie or things like yeah. that. And I, I want to see that down the line where midnight suns can happen with moon Knight, with Elsa, with werewolf by night and not really affect what's happening with the Avengers right. until they need to be involved in that. You know what I mean? And I think that we'll see more of that to go even deeper. I feel like this movie even opens up the possibilities for a legion of monsters Oh, that'd be cool. If they just keep it as like a Halloween special, whatever. I can see, like I said, by next Halloween, we can have Adam, which is Frankenstein's monster. We mm-hmm. can have, uh, oh, I can't remember. We have a character that's essentially the mummy. I'll have to see if I can find his name. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but then we have Dracula mm-hmm. who teams up. Maybe they go up against Nosferatu, who is the higher <laughs> hierarchy of the vampires. No, he is. He's a character in Marvel, too. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, Do you think that they purposely did this to try and like help set up Blade? Or is that just we knew Blade was coming? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because I even have like depictions and things of them seeing of that that creature that you see that has the white head. That's essentially I think we're going with that's a vampire. And that okay. that could have been Nosferatu right there. I did like all the walls on the head. I thought that was great. Yeah. All the heads I on the wall? Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. I, you <laughs> said, said the walls, walls on the head. On the head. <laughs> Sorry, my brain went dyslexic. Sorry. <laughs> it's late. And it's You're been a pulling long a valve. <laughs> <laughs> the walls it brings in the concept of hunters, which... It would have been really, really cool had we even gone one step further and got some form of uh, Whistler being dropped in. Whistler being Blade's mentor and teacher. Okay. Had they dropped a name and said, oh, Whistler couldn't be here or such other seeing a plaque and name something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, was there anything that maybe we didn't notice that was in the background that kind of pointed us towards things. Cause you were really good Ty. at like, you know, when we're watching um, different shows, like pointing out, Oh, you, if you didn't notice this or that or the other, this was really nice because mm-hmm. I feel like I did notice a lot of the stuff that was going on, even though there was so much happening, but was there, were there any little things that you saw that can connect it to something else? Um, just a few. I need to rewatch it and get a list and we can, I can do like a tidbit with Ty for our page, but like a couple ones that we notice, I like the similarities between this. And like I said, WandaVision mm-hmm. where WandaVision stays black and white until episode three, when we start seeing the red items that represented stuff from the outside world. I liked how we had that same transition at the very end of this movie where She's holding the bloodstone, which has been read the entire, you know, movie. But then it illuminates her and the world around her. I like how I think, again, there's some symbolism there. I feel like it's going to give us another symbolizing. Okay, there's something otherworldly coming because of this. Just the other small ones were all the things that were pointing to Jack being the werewolf. Like we notice 
the crescent moon drawing that comes right after seeing the original six Avengers. There's him staring uneasy at the wall picture where there's a werewolf with a bunch of arrows being shot in it. And he mm-hmm. kind of pauses and is very quiet. You notice a couple of times, like when he's itching his ear for a second though, seeing Jack's character, I was getting mad brother voodoo vibes. And I was really hoping again, that maybe even brother voodoo dropped in here or he would have had a name drop. Cause if you notice Jack has, you know, these kind yeah. of semi-tribal paints on him. I'm like, oh, please tell me that we are getting Brother Voodoo in some form right here. Because where we have Doctor Strange that has happened, we have the Multiverse of Madness and all these bigger things. Jake, you look really interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a <his> okay. space. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I am very interested. And I'm listening to you, Ty, I promise. And I'm sorry. I'm also kind of distracted. Because I jokingly said that Ben was looking for a microphone, but he has now found a microphone and a cord to plug into my soundboard. I'm not <laughs> sure what the end game is here. <laughs> well, I think we know. But uh, so that's what I've been know. watching while I'm listening. <laughs> I, I, I love the, I love a lot of the foreshadowing that you're talking about there, Ty. That kind of points to him being the werewolf, um, and because I think. I think there was a lot. So I watched it twice. And I think the second time I picked up on a lot more of it because I think in the beginning, when you're thinking werewolf and they're saying, Hey, we're going to attach this to the hide of this monster. You think it's going to be a werewolf at first because that's the name of the movie. And then it ends up when you see Ted, he's not a werewolf. (laughs) Um, And so uh, then someone else needs to be that character and i think then it becomes pretty apparent it's jack and it's not very long before you realize that's what's going on but well and do you think that when we get it from when it goes from black and white to color i know you were kind of saying that it's leading to something you know a little more worldly than what we had is it also maybe like showing the transition to you know her the way her dad um used that bloodstone to now how she is a totally different kind of bloodstone. You know, mm-hmm. it's the old world moving to the new world mm-hmm. of how things might be be going now because you had all these old school monster killers and then you they they talk about her mom but they don't really tell who her mom is. Right. You know, and so she is, she doesn't want to be a monster killer and then you have somebody that is a monster that's helping monsters you know get away and so do you think it's kind of that passing of the torch of now the bloodstone went from this thing to this thing well that's what i was about to point out was when she finds jack she goes on and he says i have different methods for finding the real monsters versus you know the misunderstood people of the group whereas her dad was a very staunch black black and white Mm-hmm. You're bad. Yeah. You're either the hunted or the hunter. Yeah. To where now you have many shades of different things going on to where not all monsters are really are monsters. Bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Ty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, a lot of people too are wondering if this is like, again special presentation mm-hmm. or if it's mcu canon and then they came out and said oh of course it's canon now in the mcu uh-huh. um i'm betting that this takes place 
And the other thing that's really weird is because you have the group of, you know, armored guards or whatever. For a second, they almost look like uh, the guys from Loki, the TVA guards. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Now that you and that's that, looking yeah. at the batons, you're like, oh, geez. Is there yeah, a link they here? But... They can just disappear, unfortunately. Well, I, no. I think it's just a fun plug-in. They're like, okay. Maybe we can throw some people off by having them look just like these. I think they're just a part of the 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 monster hunters. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking this movie takes place right after Loki. Mm. Is my guess, and I'm putting that out there right now. I feel like everything in the MCU takes place right after, right before, during Loki, because he kind (laughs) of covers a whole big lot of time. Man thing is my reason behind it. Yeah. Where he's the guardian of the nexus of all realities. Because let's say right after Sylvie kills Kane, he says, Kay, well, you're going to have a lot worse versions of me. What if one of those worse versions kicks Man-Thing out of, you know, the nexus? Mm-hmm. He ends up in our time at 616. Mm. And he's trapped there. Then shortly after he's not there to guard those gates you have the events of Spider-Man. You have the events of Doctor Strange. Mm. And whatever multiversal things are all going to go on, the reason that they're happening is because now we have a worse version of Kang who decided to, you know, displace Man-Thing, who's been there for however long. Oh, that's mm. interesting. I like that. Huh. Yeah, it's a good It's a good possibility. So when do right. we, so we find out the green-lit Mephisto the movie? <laughs> Whenever we get Ghost Rider. <laughs> hey, Keanu Reeves says he wants to be Ghost Rider. I would love Keanu Reeves to be Ghost Rider. But he's also back as Constantine. Yeah, which is, that's which is awesome. I love that character, but uh he he can do both. Yeah, I know yeah, he's not? Keanu Reeves, he can do whatever he wants, but I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like and I know. I know Tracy and Val, Jake, I don't know your opinion, but I know both of you aren't for Norman Reedus playing Ghost Rider, but I still think he could play it. At this point, I, I don't even care about Ghost Rider maybe, and whatever they want to do with it is fine. Character. Yeah, I don't know Ghost Rider that well. I um, just, it's Norman's just a very limited actor, but if it's the right role, I think Norman does think it really good. In The Walking Dead, because everybody looks really dirty, like they haven't showered for a long time, so he can play that role really, really well. Those that looks, could work. Norman Reedus, just to me, just as I've seen him both on TV and mm-hmm. off TV, just mm-hmm. as a person, he looks very disinterested in everything. Uh huh. So if Ghost Rider is disinterested, I think he'll be great. <laughs> But he is riding a motorcycle, and Norman Reedus does love motorcycles. Oh, well, let's just... Who else looks great on a motorcycle that we should maybe cast as Ghost Rider? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm just going to throw it out there. I'd like to see Nick Cage get a chance at Ghost Rider again in the MCU. What could go wrong? If it comes to a multiversal thing, but... We just need a better writer, a better director. We need Ghost Rider No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
the thing is though, I don't think we will cross Midnight Suns or any of the darker stuff with the multiverse saga. It's gonna be its That's own it. entity. Like, the reason why No Way Home worked. Be. The reason why No Way Home worked is because people liked Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. They're not gonna do a No Way Home like Daredevil movie where they bring Ben <laughs> Affleck back as Daredevil. Oh gosh, can you imagine? Oh, I know. I don't it would be awful. All right. Nobody let's nobody give, wants that. Let's give Werewolf by Night a grade and then we can tell Val good night cuz I feel like Val Val's fair. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's descending. She's post She's post score. She needs <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I feel like I've been giving comments. You're good. No, you have you have Val, you've been great. <laughs> I'm just, just saying know you and we know that you're fading. I feel like Ty's here for all of the the smarty pants information this is true no i i i wasn't coming across it, it came across <laughs> as a dig and it wasn't meant that way okay. i'm sorry all right no you're now, right I'm ready you. for what grade are you giving werewolf by night me b plus b plus i really enjoyed it i can't wait to watch it with um dave i thought it was like great pacing great visuals um, I loved all of the casting. It's it's not an A for me. There were a few things that I just, that just in my mind kept it from being an A, but a B plus is still a really, really, really good score for me. Yeah. I definitely think yeah. it's a good watch. You're going to enjoy it. And, a good, and again, it's like super quick. Like it's over and you're like, wait, that's it? Like it, it, you want yeah. you want more, which I think is like perfect for a movie Werewolf is that you night, want more out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me it was so much fun. Um and B plus and I, I'll definitely I can't wait to watch it with Dave and see what he thinks. All right, Tracy. Uh I'm gonna go with Val. I'm gonna give this one a B plus. I thought the casting was great. I love seeing Kirk Thatcher doing a Scottish accent. Um, for those that don't know Kirk, he was the punk in Star Trek Four. Those director those of the haunted mansion, like, not like personally, like I've never met the man, but you know, but like it's not a household name. Let's do that. You no, know? that's true. But, that's but true. He was uh, the ghost of Christmas Present in the Muppet film. Oh, uh, Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol. He he's been a Muppet puppeteer, a Muppeteer for a long time. Um, yeah. So to see him do that, I think is really fun. I thought the score was great. Michael Giacchoni, or however you say his name. Um, great score as always. I thought he brought a lot of visual flair to it. It was a lot of fun. It's short. You get in, you get out. Um, I'm with Val. I'm giving it a B, B plus. Yeah. Uh, I I think it, it was, I think it accomplished what it meant to accomplish Um I don't know that I put this in the top tier like you did, though, Ty. Like, best since Endgame. That's cool. I, I don't know that I can put it there, but so I'm going to probably put it in the same A plus category that we've that we've done so far. Like, it is really really good. And I think what was most appealing about it is that it is an hour long, and it and it feels like you get a satisfying story, right? And it doesn't feel like. I mean, I want more, but not in the sense that like I needed the movie to be longer. I didn't feel like. They cut out all the fat, so you just got the juicy stuff, and it was pretty good. So I B plus, it, better than Eternals. Well, yeah, 
Okay, I didn't say it was the worst thing that's come out since in game either. Why are we bring, even bringing oh, that up? Right. Which is better, Shang Chi or Werewolf by Night? Val's gonna hate me for this. No, I already. But I have my reasons. Like, I already know you're gonna pick Werewolf by Night because we're too. <laughs> no, and I I love Shang Chi too. I right. love that movie too, and I like the differences and the things that it brings monsters. to the MCU. For me, though. And I might just be, you know, biased. Yes, I am biased because I'm giving this an A rating. Okay. Yeah. It's an A for me because, like I said, this is the, the way this drug. was shot, the casting, the whole vibe of this movie is in the specific place of the of Marvel that I call home. That's your sweet so, spot. It hits right in the sweet this is, spot. This is the gateway special episode that leads you into the drugs. I'm dying here with Tracy saying he's giving it a B plus because they got in and got out. And I'm thinking not everything goes in and gets a, gets a B plus. And now you're saying it's hitting right in the sweet spot. I am struggling so hard not go. Why? Well, so like I said, <laughs> just for me, no, this movie. No Way Home is my sweet spot. Like that no, movie no, hit but... everything for me. <laughs> Sweet Val. Sweet, sweet Val. Free Disney, if we're talking like the supernatural and Midnight Sun status yeah. style of storyline, yeah. Blade 2 is my favorite thing. Yeah. No, I knew you were going to love this. Saying... The minute I saw it, I knew you were going to be so happy with it. It's just, like I said, we need to keep this director in the loop. Not that mm -hmm. Sam Raimi didn't do an amazing job with Doctor Strange, but this is honestly like top, top tier Marvel for me. Nice. This is a, I'm even tempted to give it an A plus because I'm going to rewatch it a lot. I and like I need... this better than I liked um, Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I just, I need to see this going forward with Blade, with if... Not if we're gonna get a Ghost Rider, we have to get a Ghost Rider. He's too popular of character, and he's too involved with the Suns. And Marvel, if we don't get Mephisto in the next two years, Ty's gonna explode, and then we're gonna have to clean him up, and then we're gonna send you the bill. Well, you've been to a Gore concert, so you know how to clean up afterwards. So, oh, I didn't clean up. I just left the mess. That wasn't. This just has me very optimistic on that genre and the style of you know the horror side. Of mm -hmm. the MCU coming, I'm super happy and I'm optimistic if we can keep <laughs> this caliber. I I've seen that meme. I'm sure everybody's seen it with the guy from the Ancient Aliens show. They said uh, aliens. I want to get a a picture of Ty doing this and just say Mephisto. Just <laughs> it was Mephisto the whole time. Or I also you know want to dress up as uh like from Emperor's New Groove that meme where I'm just like yes. <laughs> I, love I love it all right well there you go werewolf by night it's a great movie like you got to check it out um it is definitely a little bit spooky i mean decide it's watch TV it and then decide yeah i think teenager is probably a good age but you guys know your kids better than we do so you know this is one that jake would say Screen it first and then decide who of your kids is ready for it. Yeah, would I would agree with that. Favorite. Yeah. So I'm not going to let my six year old it, watch it. So it's, it's harder than a lot of the Marvel stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like I like said, my, this was, had this been in color, it's easily R. 100%. Yeah. 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 
So anyway, great movie. Check it out. Uh, follow us everywhere uh, at uh, Movies That Make Us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we have plans to go live more often in the next little while, and you guys hopefully will enjoy that. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and invite others to do so because sharing is caring. And if you haven't subscribed to Multiplane Podcast or you haven't followed them on Facebook, you need to do that as well uh, because they talk some great Disney stuff over there. So yes. we're all big Disney fans here, and we, we can appreciate I'm gonna that. I'm going to have a lot of Disney video coming up of Oogie Boogie Bash soon. Nice. And we all need more Oogie Boogie Bash in our lives, mm-hmm. honestly. So thank you, Ty, for being here and breaking it down for us because we just don't know the Marvel Universe like you do. And so we appreciate your expertise and we always love having you here. And until next time, friends, we won't see you at the movies. Wait, hold on. Do you want to say that? Come here. You've been dying to get on the microphone. No, not. Don't just say anything. We won't see you at the movies. We won't see you at your movies. That was close enough. We won't see you at the movies. <laughs> This has been an Age of Geek media production. 